Welcome to the There's a Hack for That podcast. My name is Lauren Germanario, and I am a business and mindset coach. And my name is Erica Weiner, and I'm a holistic health and mindset coach. We live in a day and age where you can literally learn anything you want online. In books, from podcasts, and from all those mighty influencers you follow on social media. But talk about information overload. Am I right? Yep. And that's why we've decided to bring you all the life hacks you never knew you needed all in one spot. You're welcome. These conversations will inspire you to get in the driver's seat of your own life, optimize your health, upgrade your mindset, and get out of your own way. Have you been dreaming about starting or growing your own business? I've got a ton of hacks for that. Do you dream about being confident and creating the life of your dreams? I've got some hacks for that. Need to know how to hack anything else in your life? Our awesome guests have got you covered. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get on with the show. This is episode eight, five hacks for moving through anxiety with Erica. That's me. And this episode is a sneak peek into my own healing journey. I can't wait to share with you a few strategies and tools or hacks as we'll call them today that have helped me not get rid of my anxiety. That's not the goal. The goal is resilience, and these tools and strategies have allowed me to shift my perspective and view my anxiety as my friend instead of my enemy. Today, I still feel anxious from time to time, but it's not debilitating. It doesn't hijack my whole day anymore, but it certainly wasn't always like that. The reason I have a passion for helping people with anxiety is because I can relate. I've been there. I've gotten to the other side, and what I'll do is start by sharing a little bit about my own journey with anxiety and depression, and then we'll cover my five hacks for moving through anxiety that I use myself and with my clients. For those of you that don't know, I have a long history of anxiety and depression, and I always say I was a functioning depressed anxious person, meaning each day felt like my own private battle. My anxiety was debilitating. My depression hurt physically and mentally. I was in pain, but I was really good at hiding it. This is where the functioning part comes in. I know some of you out there know what I'm talking about. In the privacy of my own mind, everything seemed hopeless. And if I was alone, I was crying and lost in a victim mindset, lost in my thoughts, and really unable to differentiate between my anxiety and depression and who I really was. But the moment I had to get work done or be around people, then like a light switch, the smiles, the laughter, the everything is fine act turned on. For example, when I used to travel a ton for work in the pre-COVID era, I would sit by the window seat on the airplane and look out the window crying. I had a lot of good cries on airplanes. Nobody would notice, and then as soon as it was time to go, I would just shove it all down so I could get to where I was going and do what I needed to do. I did this in between meetings, and I worked from home for a long time too and just had so much time for myself to sit in the fog of my depression. I don't have the time in this episode to share what the root of my anxiety and depression was. I'll plan to do an episode on that in the future if you're curious, but Looking back now, I can send so much compassion to my past self. I was doing the best I could with the tools I had at the time. And I don't share this to get sympathy or anything like that. I share it because if there's a chance that someone listening is experiencing something similar, I want you to know you're not alone. 
this is common, but it's not normal and you don't have to suffer in silence anymore. So listen to this episode and if what I say resonates, then reach out. I want to work with you. I want to guide you and support you on your journey to create a life where depression and anxiety don't rule the show. How much more of life are you going to miss out on before you ask for the support that you deserve? I know I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't finally asked for help. About three, maybe four years ago, now I started to be more vocal about my depression to my parents and they helped me feel confident enough to find my first therapist. And I say first because I now see a different therapist because the first didn't work out and that's okay. And goodness, in those early days of therapy, I really just sat on the couch and cried. I think it was the first time I'd had a safe environment to just be seen and heard. And it started a journey of self-discovery, breaking down the walls I'd built around myself, and more importantly, taking off the masks I'd basically glued to my face. I didn't know who I was without those masks. I took a year off from drinking alcohol, which forced me to face my anxiety and depression head on, sober. Alcohol was my number one tool and strategy to numb my depression and anxiety. I also worked with a few mindset coaches over the years who also inspired me to start my own business as a coach and holy cow, I'm so grateful for it all looking back. I wouldn't change my years of struggles for anything because we learn by contrast and if I hadn't been suffering in the dark for so long, then I would have never woken up in the light, which is where I consider myself to be today. You see, I could have never understood the gift of right now if I had never experienced those depths of depressions in my 20s and 30s. So just remember that if you're going through a time, a tough time, there is another side and you can get through this. And hopefully my five hacks today will help a little and either begin or continue that journey for you. And listen closely. First, I'll define the hack, then I'll give you an actionable takeaway or exercise you can do to practice the hack. Because that's where the magic happens, when you practice and implement something in everyday life. That's when you start to see a shift. And that's really my job as a coach, to hold you accountable each day and help you practice new behaviors you want to adopt. So let's dive in, shall we? Hack number one, stop identifying with your anxiety. The first thing I do with people is help them break the habit of identifying with their anxiety. People come to me and say, I am anxious. However, a simple shift to I am feeling anxious or I am having anxious thoughts is so powerful. Why? Because when we speak as if something is part of us, then it's more difficult to release or move through it. Something that is part of your identity will be harder to shift or replace with something else. Also, when we say, I am anxious over and over, we start to expect to be anxious. If I identify as an anxious person, then subconsciously, I start to live and play the part. The other side of this is, what you focus on grows. For example, if you constantly think that social situations give you anxiety, then guess what? Every time you're invited to a social situation, that's all you'll focus on is feeling anxious. Don't worry though. In a lot of ways, you've just created a habit that is wired in your brain, but now we can begin to reprogram that. And the best place to start is with the words that you think and the words that you speak. Every now and then, I do a feature on Instagram called Watch Your Words Wednesday, where I give little hacks for shifting the language you use. Words and thoughts are powerful. 
They create your reality. Do not underestimate the power of shifting your self-talk and your thoughts and the words you use. So with this hack, a good place to start is shifting statements like social situations make me anxious to sometimes I feel anxious in social situations. It's not as carved in stone when it's just something you're feeling in this moment. Another example would be um, shifting I'm an anxious person to a lot of things make me feel anxious. Again, it's that slight shift that anxiety is just something you're feeling in this moment, but it's not part of you, which brings me to my next point. You are not your anxiety. You are so much more than it. And to remember this, here's an easy exercise you can do right now. Make a list of 20 things or more that make you amazing, incredible, and extraordinary. Like really have at it. There's no right or wrong here. Are you the best at spoiling your pet? Are you a really talented artist? Are you a really good friend? Are you amazing at being present with your kids? Is your superpower baking the most delicious cookies on earth? Um, If so, please share. But write it all down and keep the list close by. Maybe fold it up and keep it in your purse or tape it on your mirror. That way you can look at it whenever you start to feel anxious. Remember that you're so much more than whatever you're feeling in this moment. You are not your anxiety. Your anxiety is just something that is happening right now. More on that in one of the later hacks, but for now, on to hack number two. Stop resisting your anxious thoughts and feelings. Anxiety can feel bad enough as it is, but then on top of it all, we resist it. When anxious thoughts and feelings are present, we want them to go away. They're uncomfortable. I so get it. So we numb them, we suppress them, we distract ourselves from them. But resisting the present moment is mainly what anxiety is. You're in your head reliving moments from the past that have already happened and you can't change, or you're imagining all the worst case scenarios that might, but probably won't, happen in the future. Sound familiar? Anxiety happens when you're not living in the present moment. And all of this resistance is like pouring gasoline on a fire. It just makes it grow. So the next step to moving through your anxious thoughts and feelings is to surrender to them. Let your anxiety be okay. Remember that your anxiety is not part of you and that this, with a little inner work and self-care, will pass. It will not last forever. These feelings come and then they go. But when we resist, we hold on to them, not letting them run through their cycle. So stop resisting your anxiety. I know what you're thinking. You're like, Erica, wow, great advice. But how the heck do I do this in the moment when I'm feeling anxious? I thought you might ask that question. So here's a powerful exercise you can do next time you become aware that you're resisting your anxiety. I want you to shift from resistance into curiosity. And notice how your anxiety feels in your body. You can write down how it feels or you can say it out loud if you're somewhere private. For example, you could write or say tightness in chest, trouble breathing, mind is racing, etc. However it shows up for you, the idea is to bring awareness to how your anxiety shows up in your body. Mindfulness is the key here. We're not judging anything, just paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally, which is the definition of mindfulness. On to hack number three, which is learn to calm your nervous system. Anxiety is a form of stress that is shifting your body into the sympathetic nervous system. Think fight or flight. 
If you want to hear more about that process, go back and listen to episode four where I talk about stress and you can learn all about the connection between anxiety and stress and how by just having anxious thoughts or worrying about things can shift your body into a stressed and survival-based state. There are a lot of reasons this happens, but over time, we can even train ourselves to live in that survival-based state. Anxiety and stress become part of our subconscious programming. It becomes a habit. Remember hack number one? If you identify with your anxiety, you're going to start subconsciously expecting to be anxious. So what's one way we can start breaking that cycle? Calming your nervous system. You got to break that cycle that loop. Have you ever seen a picture of your nervous system? If not, Google it. I mean it. Go do it. Unless you're driving or something, then wait until you're parked and then Google it. Your nervous system looks like a bunch of wires running through your body. So imagine when you get stressed or anxious, imagine those wires are getting hot and running little information molecules and hormones all over your body and your job is to cool them down, slow them down, and calm down the activated state you're in. So what are some ways to do this? Some of the simple ones include breath work. I always used to say when I taught workout classes, if you slow your breath, your heart rate will follow. And now I'll add your nervous system. And of course, oxygenating your blood and your brain is extremely beneficial. A lot of the times when you're feeling anxious, you're not taking long, deep breaths, which limits the amount of oxygen that's getting to your brain. So just by taking pause and intentionally lengthening your breath, you get more oxygen so that you can make better decisions. Think and think more clearly. Some other calming techniques. One I love is just placing a hand on my heart and a hand on my belly and repeating whatever affirmation I need in the moment. I am safe is a really big one for me. That affirmation speaks to the little girl inside me who sometimes just feels neglected or scared or unsure. I trust myself is another affirmation I use a lot to soothe myself and calm my nervous system. It's like, you got this girl, why are you even worried? What else? Yoga, spending time in nature. If you have a high stress job, then making sure you take breaks throughout the day to give your nervous system time to relax and reset. I love turning my phone on airplane mode or at least just putting it on silent and in the other room. Sometimes when I go to the gym, I'll leave my phone in the locker so I just have 30 to 60 minutes of phoneless time, time for myself when I'm not getting activated by checking email or social media or whatever else, okay? So on to hack number four, which is use anxiety as an alarm system. This is my most favorite one because it was so transformational for me. And this one is based in a little bit of science, really simple science, so don't glaze over on me, but it's helpful to know why this one is so powerful. In fact, that's a really good choice of words because I think the first time I started to understand this concept was after I read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. But anyway, when you feel anxious, stressed, lost in worry, then you're operating from the limbic system in your brain. The part of your brain that's responsible for emotions. It regulates response to emotional stimuli, for example, internal or external stress-based stimuli. This could be actual life-threatening danger or perceived danger. Again, I go more in depth on this in episode four, so seriously, go check it out. But anyway, when you're operating from your limbic brain, you are reactive and we want to move you to your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that has been implicated in planning, complex behaviors, and here's the big one, 
decision-making. So one hack that I use to pull myself out of an emotional hijacking, which just means when your emotions or your anxiety are taking over, is to simply ask, why am I feeling anxious? Why is my anxiety here? It's a way to invite your anxiety in for tea and say, hey, let's have a little chat here. What's going on? Those two questions can help shift you from your limbic brain and emotional-based thinking into your prefrontal cortex, where you can perhaps be more rooted in logic and reasoning and see that maybe you're worrying about something that you don't have to worry about. I mean, how many times have you worried and worried and worried about something that never came to fruition? How many times have you been lost in thought, obsessing and beating yourself up for something that's already taken place in the past that you can't change? Asking why helps you come back to the present moment, where you're safe, where everything is okay. Right now, there's nothing to worry about. And actually, one last thing for this hack is to not just practice asking why when you're in the middle of an anxiety attack or feeling anxious, because that's a tough place to start. So I encourage you to start checking in with yourself even when you're not feeling anxious. The more you practice staying present during the easy times, the more capable you'll be to start becoming present during the more anxious and challenging times. So let's start right now. How are you feeling? If you're feeling amazing, great. Ask yourself why. Why are you feeling so great right now? And if you're not feeling so great, notice that too. It's all okay. Whatever you're feeling in this moment is okay. Don't resist it, but just notice how you feel and why you're feeling it. All right, hack number five. Complete the cycle. We've already established that anxiety can activate a stress response in your body, right? So We have stressors like bills, family, work, presentations, getting the kids ready for school, whatever. And then because we're worrying, we activate the fight, flight, or freeze response. Anxiety for me usually shows up more as a freeze response. It's like I'm paralyzed a little. But completing the cycle is something I've adopted from one of my favorite books. It's called Come As You Are by Dr. Emily Nagoski. Hopefully I'm saying her last name correctly. But if you identify as a woman or you know someone who does, then you must read this book. I'll link it in the show notes. But anyway, she tells us to complete the cycle. And the reason being is that when we feel stressed, we have to do something to move that energy through our body and get rid of it. We don't want it getting suppressed or stuck. So how do we complete the stress cycle? Some examples that Dr. Nagoski gives in her book is exercise. So yes, go for a walk, jog, whatever. Move your body. She also says sleep, affection, cuddle up with a loved one, any form of meditation, yoga, tai chi, body scans, and don't forget a good old cry or maybe even a potential scream. If you want a good exercise for moving anger through your body, look up Christine Hassler's temper tantrum technique. I use that pretty often because anger is not an emotion many women express easily. You know, we're taught to be quote unquote good little girls and good girls don't get angry. So we need to give ourselves outlets for anger to come up because it's okay to feel angry sometimes, just like it's okay to feel anxious. We just need to give ourselves outlets to let these things run their course. They come up, we get curious about them, we notice them, and then we let them go. It took a lot of therapy for me to finally be able to feel my anger and notice my anxiety, but it was so liberating once I did. 
But even today, I'll catch myself suppressing my anger or suppressing my anxiety. So I do my my best to complete that cycle because the suppression of emotions, that was the root cause of my anxiety and depression. But that's, again, a combo for another day. Well, there you have it, friends and family. I feel like I have some family out there listening to this, right? But there you have it. Five hacks for moving through anxiety. This is a system and process I give to clients who are looking for ways to heal their anxiety naturally. If you're someone who suffers from anxiety, please reach out. My coaching format at the time of this recording involves either weekly or bi-monthly check-in calls with unlimited check-ins with me via an app called Voxer. And those unlimited check-ins is really where the magic happens because we can work on all of this in real time. So if you want to know more, you know where to find me. I have many options for coaching packages and payment plans. We can find something that will fit your budget. I want to support you. And just remember that I've been where you are. I know what it's like. And if what I shared today resonates with you, even in the slightest, then that's your sign to reach out. Healing is absolutely an inside job. You have to do the work, but you don't have to do it alone. And of course, if you think of anyone who might benefit from these five hacks, then please share the episode with them. And don't forget to stay curious. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.